Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like and share, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. It is currently 5.41 a.m. East Coast time. It is Friday, November 8th, and we're going to break down what is a massive 11 game. We haven't had one of these in, I think, a week, I think since last Friday, 11-game NBA slate. Tons of injury news. We'll look at all of the positions in terms of pace, in terms of defense versus position, target offense, sheet, all of that on their Vegas odds. And then we'll get into my early interests as of right now. Once again, it's like 13 and a half hours before lock. Loads of stuff is going to change based off this injury news, but for the stuff that we do have news on, some players that are questionable and out, we'll get you set up for how you have to prepare your day. Welcome to this channel. If you are new here, my name is Salvatri, and I do cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day, your busy Friday probably, to watch this video, so thank you so much. If you get any value from it or have in the past, and you have not yet hit that subscribe button, helps me out the most. By the end of the day today, we should hit... 15,000 subscribers. So thank you. If we get to 15,000 subscribers today, I will unlock my Patreon projections an hour before lock or whenever we get it done. Um, So the sooner the better. I will unlock those over on Patreon to the public just for today. Uh, You can check those out. If you are a Patreon, I appreciate you. We have almost 400 people. You can get the link down below to Patreon. What it is is just a platform where I have my exclusive content, NFL stuff, about 25 hours a week I put into that. NBA, every single day I have projections that are updated up until lock as well as a model, target offense sheet. Check all that out. Instagram, I'm going to be starting today. I have some stuff scheduled out on Instagram as well as Twitter. You can follow me, Salvetri on Instagram, Twitter at Salvetri DFS. So yeah, those are all the the plugs for things, right? So thank you. I really do appreciate it. Lastly, before we get into it, the sponsor for today's show and all of the NBA videos during the month of November is Fantasy Draft. I've been playing over on Fantasy Draft. I'm trying to get some depositing things worked out, but I've been playing over on Fantasy Draft for the past couple of months. I want to continue to play over there. Uh, definitely, once I get these depositing things worked out for NBA, it's just a great spot. You're making more when you win because there's no maintenance fees. It's it's like as if you're not paying the tip or whatever it is to play on DraftKings and FanDuel, and it makes sense. DraftKings and FanDuel, they never used to have rake because they were newer to the company or newer to the industry. They needed people just to get on their sites and play. And that's pretty much what Fantasy Draft is doing now, except they've changed their whole business model around it. So it doesn't seem like a promotion like some other sites have done with Rake Free. It seems like they're here to stay because they've literally have their business model as them just collecting subscriptions, which is much smaller of a fee. It's like at most probably a couple of percentages instead of 10 to 15%. Uh, so yeah, it's a spot that I think it's sustainable for them and it makes it much more sustainable for a very competitive nature, which is DFS these days. If you can get 10% of your money back, if not more, 15% of your money back by just playing on a different site, that's their goal. That's their business model. And it just makes sense for us. So click the link down below to head over to Fantasy Draft and check it out in the description of this podcast and or youtube video so thank you i do appreciate it you'll be entered into a fantasy draft giveaway um on saturday i'll announce it tomorrow evening the three people who reviewed the podcast this week i'll pick three random people you can review linked down below as well really do appreciate that so all the plugs are out of the way let's get into this video lots of injury news i mean a ton of injury news tons of stuff to talk about so let's try and make this efficient smooth and effective I like that saying. Put that on a t-shirt. So starting with Brooklyn, DeAndre Jordan is questionable, but hopeful. We'll see what happens. You saw Jared Allen play 30 minutes in the last game. This is a good spot against Portland, especially since if DeAndre Jordan misses, you can kind of project Jared Allen if he stays out of foul trouble. And that's a big if to see close to 30 minutes. Probably project him in for a median of 28 minutes. 
and he's $5,000 as a center. So it's a nice spot um, for Jared Allen. If that happens, keep an eye on it. He is one of the questionable pieces on the slate, DeAndre Jordan. Blake Griffin is getting very close to playing, but he's ruled out once again. 7900 on DraftKings, 15000 on Fantasy Draft. Still dealing with this like knee and hamstring or whatever it is uh, issue. Andre Drummond still becomes a focal point at 1.5 fantasy points per minute this year. Markeith Morris finally came alive last game. Hit, I think, four or five threes. Had 40 fantasy points, 10x plus. Uh, now he's up to 4,400, so still cheap enough um, to continue to play. And Christian Wood, if anything happens to Morris being ruled out or anything like that, he would also benefit. Derek Rose and Tim Frazier. So Derek Rose is out. Tim Frazier is doubtful. Continue to run out the same stuff that we have. Bruce Brown Jr.'s price tag is up to 5,600 on DraftKings. Langston Galloway is playing middling 20s in minutes. And then Luke Kennard will continue to be a, a mid-range option that has upside, but is probably priced to where he, his upside is. Draymond Green has been ruled out for the next two or three games. I believe they're on a road trip, um, Golden State. And he's going to be ruled out for Minnesota. Eric Pascal sees the biggest bump. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein, Glad Robinson the second, Amari Spellman, all these guys. Eric Pascal's priced up, but has still been performing in what is a somewhat difficult matchup against Minnesota. They've actually, for the first time in like years, are playing defense. And I think Robert Covington has a big thing to do with that big deal at the power forward spot. And then Andre, or Andre Drummond, and then Carl Anthony Towns has taken a pretty big step forward this season in general in terms of his defense. Indiana, the Pacers have a lot of injuries here. So Jeremy Lamb is out today. It's going to help Malcolm Brogdon, TJ Warren, and Justin Holiday. Um, don't go running and just trying to jump up and down and play TJ Warren. I get it. He's 6,100. He had a good game two games ago, but he also shot 83%. Like when he doesn't shoot 83%, he's not probably going to back his way into 40 plus points all that often. Can he pay off 6,100 with 30 points? Yeah, sure he can. But with Sabonis back and Brogdon, those guys are sucking up a ton of usage. He has to shoot really good. I mean, he's just not that type of a career shooter. Nobody is at 83% clip. Miles Turner is questionable today. 12500 on Fantasy Draft is a nice price point. $6,800 on DraftKings is a nice price point. This is the third time they will be going up against Detroit. And in the first game when he was actually probable and played the first game of the season, he had a very good game. He played 38 minutes. If Turner is going to play a full run, and we don't know, maybe his minutes get limit, limited by the time he comes back. But this is a guy who's going to play 36 to 38 minutes. Last year, we were hoping for him to play around 30 minutes because he was splitting time in Savonis. But both these guys are playing huge minutes now. And it makes sense. So we'll see what happens with Turner. If he's out, Sabonis sees a huge bump up as his price tag comes up. Brogdon's price tag is just fine at his spot. Jakar Samson would get increased minutes. And then finally, Goga uh, is going to be out today with a concussion for Indy. So that helps Shakar Samson, TJ Leaf, Doug McDermott. McDermott played 31 minutes in the last game. Shot lights out 60%, 6 of 10 from the field. I think 3 of 3 from three-point range. So don't go trying to jam him into your lineups at 4,200 either. He's a nice value in terms of just the minutes that he'll probably play if indeed um, Goga is out and Miles Turner misses. But... It's probably not a spot that he's going to repeat his performance. For the Lakers, just Rondo is out today with a calf injury. Quinn Cook, Alex Caruso, LeBron, all see a little bit of a bump and usage bump. Uh, for Miami, lots of things here. Justice Winslow was ruled out last night, and if you played last night, you knew that it made Jimmy Butler a great play, Kendrick Nunn a nice value, and it opened up a lot of rotation minutes. Well, he's now in the concussion protocol, so Jimmy Butler, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero will now go from just being a backup to Kendrick Nunn to seeing more minutes like he did last night playing 29. Goran Dragic played over 30 minutes last night. He had a good game. All those players are impacted, but also, which is probably going to go a little bit under the radar, 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 whatever it is, uh, Derek Jones Jr., he left last night for the third time. He had a groin injury, came back and played, re-injured his groin injury, came back and played, not all in the one game, but like in a two-week span, came back and played, and I think it might have been the same injury. They called it a hip, um, but he left last night. I doubt he plays. And he it is impactful. I mean, the guy's playing like 16 minutes per game. So when you take Winslow's 30-plus minutes per game and now Derek Jones Jr. 16 minutes, it makes Duncan Robinson, a guy who's probably going to continue to start at the three, a viable value option. It makes Myers Leonard more interesting, maybe not as much value, but it makes guys like Jimmy Butler, Kendrick Nunn. There's just so many more rotational minutes to go around. There's literally 45 to 50 minutes uh, to go around for these guys now. 
Getting to Minnesota, Jeff Teague is questionable with an illness, and then Sabaz Napier is doubtful with a hamstring. We saw this a couple nights ago. Jared Culliver is priced up now, but still a okay value as a starting point guard, if indeed, and maybe we have better options, but if indeed uh, Jeff Teague misses with this illness. And if Jeff Teague's in against Golden State at 5,700, that's a nice spot for Jeff Teague. So we'll see what's up with him. If Jeff Teague is in, I like Jeff Teague. If he's out, Jared Culliver becomes interesting. Uh, bigger increase for Andrew Wiggins' overall role. Josh Okoji and Carl Anthony Towns' assist rate would go up. J.J. Redick for New Orleans is questionable with the knee. They said he's likely to play, but just keep an eye on it against Toronto. It's not really a spot where any of his fill-ins I have that much interest in. Maybe Josh Hart sees a little bit of a bump up in a difficult matchup. For New York, Alfred Payton is out once again, and so is Dennis Smith Jr. We've been riding this train for weeks now. Uh, Alfred Payton with a uh, hamstring, and Dennis Smith Jr. with a death in his family, his stepmother. So Frank Nielakina, R.J. Barrett, Wayne Ellington all will see a bump. R.J. Barrett will continue to see huge minutes. Frank Nielakina will see the biggest overall usage and role change. Mitchell Robinson's actually out, and this is pretty big. He's in the concussion protocol we got a lot of guys in concussions goga uh, justice winslow mitchell robinson concussion protocol you get a cheap and affordable bobby portis who should start at the five against dallas today which is a good spot against a um, subpar defense in dwight powell and maxi kleber Maxi Kleber being the better of the defenders there, and that's not going to help you if you're Dallas. Obviously, you have a tough matchup against Christoph Porzingis, but that would be more so Julius Randle's matchup. So Bobby Portis is in a good spot. Julius Randle's cheap, but again, that matchup against Christoph Porzingis at the four is pretty tough. Taj Gibson would slide into a, a meaningful role as a backup center today and probably backup power forward. Sees 20-plus minutes, I'd imagine. Orlando Terrence Ross is going to be doubtful. He missed the last game on Wednesday with an injury. Uh, Aaron Gordon, I think, is going to be the biggest beneficiary. So it's really going to be the rotation here, right? You're going to have Wes Owando maybe pick up some minutes um, that he's usually not in the rotation. Aaron Gordon should see stabilized minutes. Evan Fournier and Markel Fultz. All these guys in the rotation. Maybe John Isaac a little bit. But I think Eric Gordon is the biggest benefactory. I mean, you have Terrence Ross usually checking in for a guy like Fournier. But when you're taking his 22 to 24 minutes out, it's going to help Fournier a little bit, right? But not all 22 of those minutes. It's just going to help the rest of the starting rotation. And the backup, I think the biggest impact will be Wes Owando which is not really that impactful for fantasy. Um, for Philadelphia, Ben Simmons, I mean, he was started off really hot in the last game, then injures his shoulder, AC joint sprain. He's supposed to miss at least the next three games. We saw Raul Nito play 30 minutes last game and have a good game. I mean, he had like mid-20s in points, but he's 3,400. DraftKings just did not for, remember to price this guy up. So this is a guy who's probably going to play 30 minutes or around there. In a Philadelphia offense, here's the downsides. You're playing Denver, brutal matchup. Like this could be a 30 points, he scores 30 minutes, he scores 15 points day. Brutal matchup. The other downside is you're playing with Josh Richardson, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and Al Horford on your team, which for assist rates and things like that should be good. But in terms of your overall usage and your ability to score, you're probably not going to have that much upside. So although he's 3,400, there are downsides. But again, he's 3,400, and it's really hard for him to kill you. If he scores 22 points, you take that and run, and you feel really good. Josh Richardson, should his price is now up, but he should also see some more point guard responsibilities. Sacramento, Dwayne Dedman is questionable with a knee injury. He's already like out of this rotation. He's very close to just not even being in the rotation at once. Probably a guy like Harry Giles comes back. Rashawn Holmes will be the biggest benefactory, but Dedman's not playing minutes right now. Emmanuel Moutier, finally for Utah, 3,300 on DraftKings, 6,200 on Fantasy Draft. He's out with a hamstring. Mike Conley should continue to see stabilized minutes around 35. And then Donovan, Donovan Mitchell should see more point guard usage. Man, that's a lot. How many was that? 21 injury news updates. There's some guys who are probable, but I don't want to list like seven guys who are probable because they're playing. So you don't really have to know about that because there's no need to think about they're not playing, right? So target offense sheet, we're still waiting on, I believe, three of these game totals. Um, I'm trying to see if these come through right now. Let me see. Okay, so let's try and update these on my end because I think some of these totals are actually in. They're just not pulling over yet. And yes, that is the case. So let me just update this. This is just a Vegas sheet here for me. And now that should update this sheet. 
there you go. So um, there's three games that we don't have totals yet on. So I'll highlight some of these things, but I think just getting to the early interest is important on a huge slate like this. So it's more effective and efficient for you guys. But target offense sheet, you can screenshot it over my shoulder. You can get the downloadable version over on Patreon, linked up down below, as well as my my NBA model, which is just everything. And then the projection sheet, which is a nice condensed and concise sheet where you see everybody's projected points and value. And then next to them, I have an indicator. Yes means yes, I have interest, a lot of interest, even in cash. X means there's some interest here, but it's a secondary option. N means I just don't really have any interest at all. And usually it's a player pool each night on a slate like this of around 40 to 45, which is what you should be having for NBA. Depending on the slate, maybe you get to 50. On those smaller slates like last night, it's in like the, the mid to high 20s, um, low 30s when it's just a four-game slate, probably closer to mid 20s. You're really just trying to get an extra couple of pieces of value in there because value usually stinks on those slates. So um, a couple of spots to point out here. You have a nice total for Washington, 116.75. It's one of the higher ones on the slate. Right now, it's the third highest in the slate, and it makes sense. They're playing Cleveland, Cleveland's defense. Um, Sexton has been improving this year. Chetty Osman, Chetty Osman is still one of the worst in the entire league, and their bigs are rebounding at an above average and probably unsustainable clip, and it's already coming down. Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson's uh, first like five games of the season are already kind of balancing out over these last couple, but you're going to have good spots for guys like Bradley Beal. It's just there's players priced around Bradley Beal. Brogdon's still 8,300 somehow within usage rate in the 30s and assist percentage up there. You still have a guy like D'Angelo Russell, who's going to be literally his whole team today with Eric Pascal, believe it or not. But D'Angelo Russell is going to be literally his whole team today. And he's the only 8,200. Like you have guys who are cheaper who have just as much upside. Now, Beal's price point's down to 8,600 in a good matchup against Cleveland. So I do think that there's upside there, obviously, in Beal. But if I'm going to save three to $400 and get a very similar floor, if not a higher floor in guys like Brogdon, but a similar floor-to-ceiling combination, I might just go there, although it is a good spot overall for, for Beal. But nothing else really stands out here. I don't want to really play Troy Brown at his price point. Isaiah Thomas, I guess, is okay, but we still don't know what these minutes are looking like. And I don't want to be putting out... Um, and Thomas Bryant against Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, I just don't think it's the greatest spot. So although they have a good total, it leans me just to get more Bradley Beal and kind of force myself to get a little bit more Bradley Beal, but it's not anything that I'm jumping up and down to try and get to. Also, $400 more than Bradley Beal, you have Damian Lillard on a slate where his team has the highest total in a really good fast-paced game against Brooklyn and Kyrie Irving. So it's just tough to prioritize Washington, even though they have a nice total. Another spot that I can look at here um, is Atlanta versus Sacramento. These two teams last year were flying in pace, and you would expect similar things this year, although they've slowed down a little bit on both sides. And I expect that to come up. I don't think Atlanta is going to be in a lot of it. They had no Trey Young for a couple games. Um, Sacramento has not had Marvin Bagley. Like, they don't want to play the way that they want to play. Uh, but I think this is going to come up. Trey Young's price tag, after having a 15-point fantasy game, 0 of 8 from 3-point range the last time out, he's probably going to have no ownership. I'm not really intrigued in getting to him. Again, Damian Lillard, his price tag and his just profile for this game looks a lot better. Um, but if it's a spot where Trey Young's just not owned and Damian Lillard's chalky, well, then, yeah, I can pivot a little bit. 109 team total for Atlanta, 111 team total for Sacramento. Sacramento, I'll continue to echo some things. I mean, if you want to play Buddy Heald at 6,700, I think now, he was much better when he was a 6K price tag. Now you're paying top dollar for it. Really, his ceiling is 40 points, and he rarely gets there unless he just shoots lights out. So you're just kind of paying for a cash play who's maybe a little bit overpriced at this point. I think De'Aaron Fox price point is okay. He's probably the guy I want the most here outside of maybe Rashawn Holmes. So it'd probably go Rashawn Holmes and De'Aaron Fox from an interest in Sacramento. Atlanta, I mean, you have Jabari Parker's price point. It's fair. Like it's 6,400. But once again, it's a spot where you're probably paying more so for that in like cash. Like if he scores 35, that's great. But is it winning you a tournament at 6,400? It could, right? Um, But do you think you get the 40 plus point games out of Jabari today? 
I'm just not sure I do. So it'd probably go Trey Young, then Jabari, and nothing really else stands out from Atlanta. Minnesota and Golden State's a game that does stand out, though. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns has to be one of the best, if not the best, payup option on the slate today. Uh, he's $10,300, and he's going to face Willie Cauley Stein for 20 minutes, and then he's going to face like a combination of Amari Spellman, Marquise, Chris, and Eric Pascal. So. Yes, I think I like my interest in my upside in Carl Anthony Towns. Shabazz Napier is out. He was second in the, on the team in assist percentage, which should give a little bit of a bump to Carl Anthony Towns, a big man who can pass third on this team in assist percentage. And then if Jeff Teague misses, it's probably even better for Towns. Like, yes, it's a point guard that can create for you and maybe even set you up a little bit, but he's also a point guard who leads the team in assist rate. And we saw last year once he went out and Derrick Rose was out in those stretch of a month or so if not more, Carl Anthony Towns' assist went, went, went through the roof. Like, you know your double-double upside with Carl Anthony Towns. It's probably going to happen in, like, three quarters. But, like, I'm not going to say he's triple-double viable tonight. But when Jeff Teague misses in this type of a spot, especially against a very, very poor, like, bottom five defense in the league right now, was the worst in the league for about the first week and a half, two weeks of the season. There's a good shot that if Andrew Wiggins can just make a shot and Josh Koji can start making some shots, that this is a spot where Carl Anthony Towns can post a 30-15 and like 8 type of game, right? Close flirt with a triple-double, maybe not exactly get there, but this spot is just so good for Carl Anthony Towns. I get it. Andre Drummond's priced right next to him. Maybe he's been similarly in terms of consistency and doesn't have as many people around him. Um, that can really take away, but neither does Carl Anthony Towns. So Towns versus Golden State. Look, if Jeff Teague's in, I like Jeff Teague's price point. I think Towns is still fine. If he's out, I think Towns' triple-double upside becomes actually viable in this matchup. I just don't see who stops Towns today. I'm waiting to see what the total is in this one. They're probably just waiting to see on Teague's status and Napier's status and maybe a little bit more to project that. But they're 12-point favorites, so they're the biggest favorites on the slate, one point more than Dallas over the uh, New York Knicks. So maybe you get worried about a blowout. But if they win this game by 30, in the midway through the fourth quarter, I think Carl Anthony Towns probably has me 60 plus points. And maybe that caps him the blowout from getting to his 70 or 80 range, but the 60 plus points, I will take that. If you tell me, oh, but it blows out and Carl Anthony Towns only has 65 points, I will sign right up. Right now, I will sign up for a $10,300 Carl Anthony Towns 65 fantasy point day. So, not too worried about that. Um, yeah, so it, it's just Carl Anthony Towns and Jeff T. Those are my main interests. Golden State, I really like D'Angelo Russell. Like, he's $8,200. He's going to play 34, 35 minutes. Like, this, he's only played one game since his injury, uh, his hand injury, since there's been no Draymond or Steph. And he had a game where he pretty much hits his median a little bit more than that, and he shot 24 times, right? Nine of 24. That's D'Angelo Russell's game. He'll probably shoot, like, 10 to 12 threes tonight, and he'll make, on an average night, like, three to four of them, right? Maybe if he gets hot, he hits five to six. But if he has a hot night, this guy's scoring 55, 60 fantasy points. So D'Angelo Russell at his price point. The upside, like he's going to hit his median if he stays healthy almost every single time. It's hard for me not to imagine D'Angelo Russell doesn't score 40 and a half, 41 fantasy points tonight where he's the only guy on a Golden State Warriors team who potentially is going to be going up against primarily like uh, Jarrett Culliver tonight if Jeff Teague misses. So fine spot for him. He's the one that stands out. The two players that stand out the most in this game, and really two of the most on the slate are Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell for me. You have a really high total game. 234 total is the highest on the slate between New Orleans and Toronto. Toronto's been priced up. I mean, Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry's price point's fine. It comes down actually $100 from 8400 to 8300 You can get there if you want, but then you're prioritizing Kyle Lowry, who's been very consistent and definitely has a 50-point ceiling, but you're prioritizing that type of a play who seems more like a cash play over Malcolm Brogdon, who I think his ceiling's in the 50s, and he gets there way more often than Lowry, and you're prioritizing it over D'Angelo Russell, who I think his ceiling's in the 60s, and he gets to his median, I think, a little bit more often in his matchup. So tough to get to Lowry, although I love his upside this year. He's on a 118 team total tied with Portland for the highest on the slate. 
Just looking around Toronto, I like. I mean, I don't know how they priced Siakam at eight thousand dollars last time out. He damn near drops, I think, fifty points, forty-eight points, around right around fifty. He's now eighty-seven hundred, tougher to get to. I think him and Sabonis are an interesting debate. I'd probably take Siakam in this matchup. I'm just a higher total, closer spread, two-point favorites against uh, New Orleans bigs. I think my favorite play, though, overall from Toronto is probably Fred Van Vliet. The price point just doesn't change on the guy. Yes, he shot poorly last game and only scored twenty-four fantasy points, but he's still sixty-two hundred dollars. And he's averaging top 15 in terms of touches per game. Yes, he's having the most touches per game on his team because he's playing like 37 and a half minutes per game. So he's more of maybe a cash play. But at his price point, if you just land at 6,200 and you need a guard or shooting guard option, I think he's in a good spot. I probably prioritize it as on this slate, Fred Van Vliet, Siakam, and then Kyle Lowry. Um, and I don't think I get to too much Lowry. New Orleans side of the ball. I mean, you have Lonzo Ball, who is probably expected to play today. It's just really tough when all these guys are healthy. Like Brandon Ingram, okay, seems fine. But you have Drew Holiday there, who still has yet to really hit a ceiling game. And all these guys have difficult matchups. So it's not a spot that I'm dying to get to. If anything, I'd probably get to Brandon Ingram. But yes, they have 100, uh, 116 team total, which is the fourth highest on the slate right now probably will end up being like the fifth or sixth once these other games are in. It's just tough to get there. Like they're going to score points according to Vegas. I think it comes through Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram. I just don't know if any of them pop off all that much. Um, Brandon Ingram, if he's playing at the three today and there is no JJ Reddick, so maybe you get some more Josh Hart upside there as a value play. Um, so yeah, Brandon Ingram stands out. And then Josh Hart, if he is going to be starting, if there's no um, JJ Reddick today, that stands out a little bit as well. I do think that um, this game between Dallas and New York is kind of gross. Dallas is 11-point favorites. You're going to have a good matchup for Luka if you want to pay the price tag. I think it's fine. Christoph Porzingis, you also have a good matchup against Bobby Portis, who's now going to be starting. Much worse of the defender than Mitchell Robinson. He'll start at the 5. It makes it a very tough matchup on the other side for Julius Randle, though. You're going to see Randall in my early interest on the next page, but I'm actually going to put a red by him because Christoph Porzingis is a really tough matchup. But Bobby Portis at the five against Maxi Kleber and or Dwight Powell is a very good matchup for Bobby Portis if he stays out of foul trouble. Sort of a big if, but he has been so far this year compared to last year. I do like Bobby Portis's price tag, even though they're 11-point underdogs. Um, they're down Mitchell Robinson already, so Portis is technically the backup. Even if this game blows out, I think you still see solid Portis minutes. Looking over some other spots, I think the big ones to touch on, um, not going to touch on all 11 of these games, but we've touched on probably like six or seven, uh, Portland and Brooklyn. Portland has a 118 team total. Brooklyn has a 115. So very similar to New Orleans and Toronto in terms of that's a 234 game total. This is a 233 game total, and Portland's a three-point favorite. Lots to like here. You have a $6,000 CJ McCollum who continues to kind of just be very middling in his owner, in his um in his production, right around hitting value or missing it, 30-point games. Now he has a good matchup against Brooklyn. You have Damian Lillard, who if you're paying up for a, a guard today, I like Brogdon. I like, as of right now, I like Brogdon and Russell probably the most at their price points. But Damian Lillard right there at $9,000 flat in a matchup that is going to just be absolute track meet. Lots of fantasy points expected to be scored here. I think if you're paying up and you have the money to get from Brogdon to Lillard, I think you do it. The money to get from Russell to Lillard and you just have that extra money and you're not kind of taking a hit anywhere else, I think you do it. Um, They're going to project out better for me. Maybe not point per dollar for Lillard, but this is a spot where Lillard in more times than not drops 50 fantasy points and he's only $9,000. So underpriced for sure. Uh, Lillard stands out and then you have Hassan Whiteside. I mean, he played great last night, really just in the second half. He was pretty poor in the first half, couple of turnovers, only six rebounds, ends up with 19 rebounds. His second half was fantastic. I mean, he has a double-double in the second half, has 13 rebounds. I believe he had a block or two. Um, so now he gets Brooklyn, which is just just a fantastic matchup overall. And you have to take into account DeAndre Jordan, who's looked terrible this season. Like nothing in DeAndre Jordan scares me even if he plays. But if he's out, you have Jared Allen in there for 28 to 30 minutes, who might be in a bit of foul trouble against Hassan Whiteside, at least in the defensive end. And then you have really nothing backing that up. Torian Prince is not going to scare me. So back-to-back nights at Hassan Whiteside on a back-to-back. So it's a little bit concerning. We'll see if there's any minutes or news on any of these players being rested. But 
It's just a good spot for Whiteside and a good spot for Damian Lillard. I think McCollum's also interesting. So I think I prioritize this team right now if we knew there's no restrictions on any of these players as Whiteside 1, Damian Lillard 2, 3, McCollum. And that's not to slight Damian Lillard. Whiteside's just in that good of a spot. Best spot on the slate for a center right there with um, guys like Mark Gasol and Serge Ibaka for uh, Toronto against New Orleans. But you just have other viable options in the price range at point guard for a little bit cheaper, which I think Lillard's fine as well. But I don't think you have those same exact options with the upside of 50 points like Whiteside has in this matchup. Um, the Brooklyn side, Kyrie Irving, he just continues to smash, but now he's priced like at 9700 It's probably still too cheap for him in this matchup. It's just a matter of I'd rather have Damian Lillard for $700 less in a spot where I think he has similar floor and even upside. The 60-point Damian Lillard game is there just as often probably, maybe not just as often, but often enough for me to pay $700 less for it. Like I think Kyrie gets the 60 points tonight more than Damian Lillard, but that's just a factor of Kyrie doesn't have a CJ McCollum on his team and he doesn't have a, like Levert is fine, but no no CJ McCollum. And he doesn't have a, by by any means, and Hassan Whiteside in terms of taking over a game and kind of killing your usage a little bit. So it's really just Kyrie. Uh, Jared Allen is interesting. I think at $5,000, he's definitely in play against Whiteside. It's just a tough matchup for him personally, but you're a $5,000 center. If you have $5,000 left and need a center, that's a very good option. If DeAndre Jordan misses, you see 30 minutes of Jared Allen, which at the, on his worst days, he pays off that tag probably at 25 points. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. Let's get into the early interests. If you're watching on the YouTube version, uh, I can read these out for you. If you're watching on, or if you're watching on the podcast, listen on the podcast version. I can read these out for you. If you're watching on the YouTube version, um, be sure to hit a like button right now and a subscribe button um if we get to the fifteen thousand subscribers today which i'll check an update right now for everybody but if we get there i will release my projections on patreon for today uh for free uh we are currently 150 away so i think that's something that we should be able to push for so appreciate everybody tuning into this let me get this filtered by price and then we will go on to there also go over to instagram and hit me with a follow let me know that you hit me with a follow over there on instagram um later today probably around noon uh, or maybe later on, I'll have my first DFS-related Instagram post. Um, we're going to be getting a lot more out there, scheduling some stuff on the social media platforms. So I have 22 players listed on here. I'll go through them rather briefly. LeBron James at 10600 on DraftKings and $18,700 on Fantasy Draft. It's hard not to like this guy. Three straight triple-doubles. Not only is he three straight triple-doubles, um, his usage is elite right now. It's just Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and then nobody else is getting usage on the team. As you'd imagine, his usage is elite. And he's going to lead the league in assists. He's just going to. He's averaging over a 50% assist rate. Do you know how nuts that is? Like Kawhi Leonard is averaging a 35% assist rate, and that's nuts for his usage of 42%. LeBron's usage is similar in the high 30s, and he's averaging a 50% assist rate, but still scoring. This guy is absolutely insane at his age. He's still a top five, top three player in the league, if not top two. LeBron's playing out of his mind right now. $10,600, if he continues to play this way, is not enough. I think I like Carl Anthony Towns a little bit more, though. And yes, LeBron has been going nuts with these triple doubles, and it's probably somewhat sustainable based on the amount that he's actually assisting on and having Anthony Davis out there on the court with him at times. Um, it it kind of reminds me of when they played with Miami and Chris Bosh a little bit in terms of how he played his game. Triple doubles were a lot more there for him because he just had players that could rely on assists for, and he didn't really have to worry about offensively just trying to score. And then he's just going to walk his way into rebounds because he's LeBron James that active and he stays out of foul trouble. So great play if you want to play him. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, 10,300. I already echoed why I like Carl Anthony Towns. He's a top two to three play on the slate for me right now. If not my favorite pay up spot, he's right there with LeBron. Um, just Golden State is nobody. There's no Draymond tonight, right? Uh, D'Angelo Russell returns. He's not guarding Carl Anthony Towns, of course. It's Eric Pascal, Willie Cauley-Stein, and Amari Spellman. It's a really good spot for Carl Anthony Towns. 
Damian Lillard, I like $9,000. We just went into depth about him. I have a yellow over Nikola Jokic because Nikola Jokic is only 8,500. It's a brutal matchup against Philly. I'm probably not going to get there because there's, or I, uh, there's, I'm not going to get there because there's just so many other better options, even across different positions like Lillard, like Russell, like Brogdon. But even across his own position, for $700 less, you have Nikola Vucevic against Memphis. Um, I'd rather get there, but I'm just putting it in yellow just to kind of get the thought in everybody's head that he has not been performing at all. I don't buy all the stuff about he's out of shape. I don't buy any of that stuff. He's just committing too many fouls. Maybe because he's out of shape, right? You just foul a guy because you don't want to run back, but and you get kind of just mentally lazy. Uh, but Nikola Jokic at 8500 is a crazy price point that I didn't think we would see ever this season, but there it is. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, 8400 I've echoed my concerns and really positive concerns around why I think I like him. I think I said he was 8,200 a couple of times. He's only, he's 8,400, but Brogdon at 8,300 against Detroit. Brogdon has crushed this matchup two times this season, and he's back there again for a third time, and really nothing seems to be stopping him. And just keep in mind, there's no Jeremy Lamb and potentially no Miles Turner. So lots of usage continues to go around for Brogdon. His assist rate continues to be up there in the top percentile. The tough decision on this slate for me is, do you go to Brogdon or do you go to D'Angelo Russell? I think Brogdon has the higher floor. I think D'Angelo Russell probably has the higher ceiling in the 60s. I say, why not try and get both of them? Now, trying to play D'Angelo Russell, Brogdon, and Carl Anthony Towns is something that seems appealing to me. We just might need that sort of value to open up. And we have some of it with guys like Raul Nido already. Markeith Morris continues to be built in value. So we'll see if we could do it. But right now, in prioritizing those two guards in Brogdon and Russell, it's tough for me. I've yet to run my projections. I would have Brogdon over on Fantasy Draft. He's $700 less, $15,200 compared to $15,900 for Russell. But he's only $100 less on DraftKings. So I'll run my projections and see where I am right now. I don't have an answer because I don't know. Um, But definitely check back in later. And we'll see in the projections. Nikola Vucevic, 7,800 against Memphis. Tough matchup. Um, this Memphis team, overall, rebounding is not good for them. But the size-wise, in terms of a guy in Jaron Jackson Jr., who will probably foul out in like 10 minutes of play. No. Um, but he'll get in some sort of child trouble. But Jonas Valanciunas played 27 minutes last time out. This is a very tough matchup for Vooch, but he's coming off of the best game of his season. And his price tag, I think, went down. So 7,800, good price point to target. Jimmy Butler had a really good game last night. Price tag only comes up $200 in the big slate. I'm going to get back to Jimmy Butler. No Justice Winslow. No Derek Jones Jr. He's going to have to play 35-plus minutes. He's averaging 31 minutes a game right now, but that's definitely going to come up. I mean, the guy's averaging 43 fantasy points per game, and he's $7,400. I get it. Fantasy points per game average is skewed a little bit, especially early in the season. But that's about how much I would project this guy to be scoring tonight on average is around the 40s, and he's 7,400. Really good play in Jimmy Butler. Um, He's a guy that you can kind of prioritize a little bit on this slate because he's cheap enough and has a big enough ceiling. John Morant, I'd rather play Jimmy Butler. um, But for 7,200, John Morant... His minutes are the only concern. Like he's only averaging 27.7, so playing about 28 minutes a game. But Orlando, a tough matchup it seems on the surface, but Markel Fultz has been starting. Not a tough matchup. They're very much better against guards or, or bigs, right? Because you have Jonathan Isaac, Vucevic, and Aaron Gordon as your three. They're a very big team, but at least on the outside, it's, it's a lot easier to get by guys like Evan Fournier in the backup of Wes Owando and Markel Fultz and Michael Carter-Williams. So a better than expected matchup for John Morant. I have Julius Randle in red now. I just don't want to be testing Julius Randle out. Even at this price point, it's very intriguing, the price point of 6900 but tough to really want to get to when Christoph Porzingis is one of the better defenders in the league, especially when he can set up at the four. It's very difficult. People might not realize how good this guy is at the four, but he's one of the hardest players to score on just in terms of athleticism and, and just defensive awareness. Um, if he's set up in position, it's really tough for Julius Randle. It's a, it's a mismatch for him. Jonas Valanciunas played 27 minutes last time. He was uncaged. He's $6,300, and I would be locking him into my lineups. Yes, locking him into my lineups if indeed I thought um, that he wasn't going to play Nikola Vucevic today. So he's in yellow. He's definitely in play, but uh, his minutes are up there. If they stay up to 27, 28, this is a smash play more times than not. Just the most difficult matchup you could possibly have is against Orlando and Vooch. 
I do want to make sure that I, I announced that. Uh, let me add this right now live here. I do want to make sure that I announced that um, Hassan Whiteside is without a doubt in play for me today. I just did not put him on originally, so we'll put Hassan Whiteside at the bottom. The only reason I remember that is because I'm talking about Vooch, who is uh, 6,300. Whiteside's 6,500 today. Whiteside is $600 less on Fantasy Draft than Vooch today. Go get Whiteside as much as you can on Fantasy Draft at 12,100. Vooch is 12,700. I prefer Whiteside on both spots. If Hassan, if Valanchunas was playing Brooklyn today, uh, it would be a huge bump. He would be an automatic lock. But Whiteside is. It's a good spot for Whiteside. Fred Van Vliet's sort of a cash-type play, but a really good matchup against New Orleans in a fast-paced, high-total game. Aaron Gordon, there's no Terrence Ross. I think that does benefit Aaron Gordon a little bit. Aaron Gordon, $6,000. He continues to perform pretty well this season. I mean, he's averaging a 30... Right now, he's averaging 30 and a half minutes per game. His fantasy points per game are pretty much what he's priced at, and if he just shoots decent, you know he'll get there. Rashawn Holmes is still in play, not a priority at 5,800. Rather pay up for Jonas Valanciunas, rather pay up for Hassan Whiteside, rather pay down for Bobby Portis, who is also on this list at 10,600 on Fantasy Draft, 5,500 on DraftKings. Bobby Portis should be starting today against Dallas, and this is a good matchup for Bobby Portis with no Mitchell Robinson due to a concussion. Josh Richardson priced all the way up to 5700 I have him in yellow because I just don't think I want to get to Josh Richardson today. It's a good spot. He's going to be, to be going up against Denver, though, so Gary Harris is probable for this one. Tough matchup there. Good spot, meaning that Ben Simmons is not there, so increased minutes plus point guard minutes, but 5700 seems a little bit steep. Uh, I think you can get there and feel okay because he should see an expanded role at the point, which means just more overall usage and fantasy upside, but... Really tough matchup, and the price rebounds a lot here. Um, Goran Dragic's at 5,200 sees a bump up. So does guys like Tyler Hero. The way that I prioritize this team in um, Miami with no Justice Winslow or Derek Jones Jr. today is one Jimmy Butler, two Kendrick Nunn, three Goran Dragic's, four Tyler Hero. Um, that's the way that it goes. I guess you can also, that's like for the guards and small forwards. Obviously, Bam at $7,000 is a fine play. I just think there's probably better plays on his own team for Jimmy Butler, $400 more. I'd rather go there. And then Bam is center only now, so I'd rather just save money, get back to Whiteside or whoever might be Valanciunas. Um, Jared Culliver is in yellow. Jared Culliver at $5,000 is now indeed priced up, but this matchup is very good. So if Jeff Teague does miss, you can get to Culliver at $5,000 and feel good about him hitting a value for 25 or even exceeding that at 25 to 30 points. Jared Allen is also in yellow. He's only $5,000. He's power forward eligibility too, which is very interesting. Um, I think he's in play. Like a tougher matchup against just Hassan Whiteside is maybe a tough matchup. Like we know he's not going to play much defense, but just in terms of size. But this Portland team has nothing. Like they're playing Mario Hazonia at the four. They're playing Anthony Tolliver at the four. Like this, they have no size outside of Whiteside. And Whiteside is not known for his defense outside of just trying to block shots. So yeah, I think this is a really good spot, especially, I think you need to see DeAndre Jordan miss here. But then I have a lot of upside in Jared Allen at $5,000. Kendrick Nunn at 5000 against the Lakers with no Justice Winslow's in play. Markeith Morris price tag rebounds from 3800 to 4400 It's still not expensive enough for a guy who's going to play probably 30-plus minutes today against Indy, who, if they don't have Miles Turner, will be somewhat undersized with TJ Leaf at the 4 and Jakar Sampson. So I do like Markeith Morris today. It's just a matter of he just had a ceiling game. He's not priced up enough. I think he's going to be chalky, and we know the downsides of Markeith Morris are getting 2005 minutes, so... Just keep that in mind. Hassan Whiteside I've talked about a couple times against Brooklyn. Just a smash spot. And lastly, Raul Nito. Raul Nito was 3400 on DraftKings, $7,100 on Fantasy Draft. Better play on DraftKings, but really good play on both sides. Um, he's facing Denver, which is a brutal spot against Jamal Murray and Gary Harris and even Will Barton and Malik Beasley. Whoever comes in, really, it's a brutal spot for him. But you're a $3,400 starting point guard who just came off a 30-minute game when Ben Simmons got hurt. And I would, I would project Raul Nito here for at least 28 minutes, probably closer to 30. It's just hard to ignore him at that price point. Even if he only scores like 19, 20 fantasy points at 3,400, it doesn't kill you. But he has the upside of scoring like 25 to 30, and that absolutely makes your day. So Raul Nito seems like um, one of the best value plays in the slate. They also have Trey Burke in Philly, so we'll see if he's actually going to suit up. He's probably the better offensive point guard, but he hasn't played so far this year.
We'll get it back to the target offense sheet and we'll end it on that. So thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, if you could hit it with a five-star rate and a review, I really appreciate that. If you subscribe and download the podcast, whatever you can do to help me out. Um, if you appreciate the content, it's totally free. So if you do hit those five stars and just leave a couple word review, you'll also be entered into a raffle for a fantasy draft ticket come Sunday watching on the YouTube version, hit the subscribe button. If we hit 15,000 subscribers today, the projections will be free up until lock. I'll um, open them up an hour before for today's 11 game massive slate. So thank you for tuning in. If you are interested in the exclusive content, the Friday ownership show I'm about to record after this, that will go up as well on for the NFL content. Sunday closing thoughts. Tomorrow we'll have cash game tiers for NFL patreon as well as a live stream for patrons only so lots of stuff already out there on patreon for this week lots of stuff already or, or going to be coming so thank you hit the subscribe button check out fantasy draft the link is down below if you want to get into fantasy draft again you're going to save 10 percent of your money on the minimum if you just play in fantasy draft they don't have as big as contest but that's kind of what's drawing you into DraftKings and taking all your money they say you can win a hundred thousand dollars you're not going to win a hundred thousand dollars they take your 10 percent money um so check out fantasy draft I, I really like them i don't really sponsor many people on this channel um, but they make a lot of sense to help not only to be good business for themselves, but good business for the customers to win win. So thank you for tuning in. My name's Sal. You already know that. Have a great rest of your day. Hit the subscribe button and peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.